of the saints. Expect practical theology and a draw to be biblical. So if you ask us who we do this for, because this is for the last. This is for the last. This is for the last. This is Reform Raza. 
My name is Jolly Ali, Mr. Firme. <laughs> Damn, I don't know what the heck. It doesn't even rhyme with their name either. I don't know. <laughs> what the heck? Martin Velasquez alongside with my brothers. This is Justin Corona. <laughs> and this is brother Vic the Snowman. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and you are now in the mix. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. This is Reform Rasa, and you are joining us for this, I guess, special episode, right? Because we don't usually drop on Fridays. And it's Christmas, so yeah. um, praise God for that. For those of you who are celebrating Christmas with your family, Merry Christmas. For those of you who uh, aren't... Merry Christmas yet. to you as well. Yeah. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> yes. Don't forget to hit us up at reformrasa.com with any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes. You can send us an email. You can catch your official Reform Rasa merch at reformrasa.com brought to you by the homies at Wrath and Grace and don't forget don't forget while you are just chilling have a moment to yourself maybe you get a time to be sipping on some coffee or some hot chocolate or whatever you're or doing or some of that good golden eggnog yeah pure eggnog though without, you know what's crazy we, a little kick we went huh? shopping for for <laughs> to go get some stuff for tamales uh-huh. and at Mexican stores they don't have eggnog Maybe that's maybe that's the reason I never drank it before, cause it just it was just in there. But while you have uh, time to yourself, and after you finish listening to this episode, go ahead at redeemprojectradio.com. It's a twenty four seven online radio station. Reformed hip hop, all kinds of Christian hip hop. You have sermons on Sundays, highlighting urban pastors, urban reform pastors that are uh, preaching and teaching in the hood. So go ahead and hit that up, uh, redeemprojectradio.com. I would like to also add in too, please click on the GoFundMe. If you guys do tune into the radio station, help support the station. Um, we're trying to figure out ways how we could continue to raise money so we could keep it going for the next year. So if you guys are so led to do so, please um, click on the profile and there will be a link for the GoFundMe page as well. It is free to listen but it's not free to run. So yeah. keep that in yep. mind. And we have some dope stuff coming uh, from Redeem Project Radio. Stay tuned for 2021. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. And yeah, man, don't forget on Monday, this Monday, December 28th, we are going live, bruh. We're going, we're having this live event. It's gonna be the three of us. Uh, we're gonna go live on Instagram and on Facebook and we're just gonna chop it up about this year 2020 man the craziest year like ever for us <laughs> I think for a lot of people you know what I mean so we're gonna be just just chopping it up about the things that we've learned the yeah. things we've gone through some personal stories maybe and we want to interact with you so we want you to be on there commenting uh, telling us what you've learned what you've gone through and who knows where this life uh, can where is it going to go? You know what I mean? So, And it's all free. It's free. <laughs> We're not char- charging anybody to view, to go live or anything. Like so many people, but you know, whatever. It's like so it's many free. people. <laughs> it's free. No charge. And yeah. then also too, next week, we will not be dropping a regular episode next week because of all the holidays, but we will be dropping a bonus episode. If you guys didn't tune in to our live with The Basement, we will be dropping that episode 
next week as well. That was a good combo. Stay tuned for part two. Yeah. Stay tuned for part two. So, you guys, it's Christmas. People are with their familia. People are, you know, gathered around. But yet, there are those who are not. And it might might be for some uh, theological beliefs. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, A lot of people this time of year, it's hard for people. It's hard, uh, especially... Uh, for people like me, if you're like me and you grew up in a Pentecostal, apostolic, fundamentalist, Latino background, then you know that this time of year uh, has been very hard because growing up, at least in, in our home, you know, our parents, you know, they didn't celebrate uh, Christmas, Halloween or anything like that. So especially this time of year, we, we're Mexican, you know, we have big, big familias. And you know this time this time of year we didn't have no lights we didn't have no Christmas tree it was just no it's a pagan holiday and we don't celebrate that but never actually telling us like why I mean supposedly just because you know we just didn't do it I never understood why as a kid my you know our parents never really told us why but we just didn't do it because era era del mundo era mundano to do those kind of things it was, it was of the world mm. and. Uh, so I remember I go to my prima's pad right in front, right in front of us they lived, and all my tias and my primos will come from all over, you know. They come from IE, they'll come from uh, uh, Santa Clarita, and and they'll come through, and the house will be packed down, and the house will be packed down with people and with gifts, and none of them had my name on it. Oh man. <laughs> the only thing that we unwrapped was the malice. <laughs> That's the only thing we got. No, no, because as a kid, you don't understand, right? You don't understand, nope. especially growing up in in a in a very fundamental fundamentalist home. Um, you know that you don't do it, but you don't understand why. So when you see your cousins getting all these gifts, you're just thinking about the toys. You know what I mean? You're just thinking about, oh, I didn't get nothing. And then you get sad and you get depressed. Oh, I didn't get no toys. No one loves me. Uh, but that's why it's important for us as parents to really instill to our children um, the meaning behind what Christmas is. And, you know, I understand, of course, Jesus wasn't really born on December 25th. I don't think no uh, Christian or Reformed a Christian will, will say, oh, yeah, Jesus was definitely born on December 25th. And we really do it because he was really born on this day. Now, the fact that Christ is so mentioned throughout this time of year and is so equated with this holiday, we would actually be foolish to ignore that or to pay no mind to it that even the world is acknowledging Jesus Christ in this time. And we're going to shut our doors and not and not take advantage of this of the situation to teach our kids about who Christ is to evangelize, to tell other people, hey, this time of year, do you know why we celebrate Christmas? It's not because a big old gordo in a red suit. You know what I mean? Um, We're talking about Christ and what he has done in his gospel. And so that 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 is what was missing in so many uh, brothers and sisters in their childhood that and and they focus too much on the on the mundano part and they didn't focus on Christ we can take advantage of the situation and preach Christ and you know the freedom that we have in Christ 
You know, it's a whole theology behind behind this thing because oh, oh, hermano, tienes un árbol y tienes luces. You know, you, you got lights and, and you got a you got a tree. Eres mundano. You, you, your salvation is at risk. You're celebrating uh, worldly things and and maybe you're not even saved. They take it that far. So, you know, it's not a salvific issue. Romans 13, I believe, says one somebody esteems a day higher than another, and others do, and others don't. Both of them do it unto the Lord. Whether you do or you don't, you do it unto the Lord. But you know, just the struggles of growing up as 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 a kid like that, I think uh, is very uh, damaging. That could be damaging, and we need to be able to understand as as grown folks now. Um, what it is that we believe, why we do things, why we celebrate, why we don't celebrate, but most importantly, emphasizing Christ. If I, emphasizing Christ during this time of year, I think would be very beneficial to any Christian. So for you guys growing up, because I mean, I, I didn't grow up in that, that type of household, mm-hmm. but what was the thing, I mean, other than your dad saying that it was a worldly pagan holiday, would he use any scripture or anything to nah you remember something victor well this is a uh, the famous one that everybody brings up because all oh, the jeremiah scripture the jeremiah scripture yeah. because this, this is the idea that i, that I remember J- justin always laughing about this i'm like well you don't gather around the tree hold hands and sing to the tree <laughs> so this is a true story when uh true story right here when 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 they first uh actually i'll wait till after you read the scripture go ahead <laughs> This is a scripture that's always quoted during, the, at least the one that I see. Yeah, that's always quoted is Jeremiah ten, chapter, Jeremiah chapter ten, verse four, says they decorated. Or let's start at verse three. For the customs of the people are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down, and worked with an axe by the hands of a craftsman. They decorated it with silver and gold. They fastened it with hammer and nails, so that it cannot move. Their idols are like scarecrows in a, a cucumber field, and they cannot speak. They have to be carried, for they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, neither is it in them to do good. So basically, they're using this scripture to describe a Christmas tree that someone goes and cuts down, they bring it into the home, and they decorate it. And they're like, you see, that's an idol right there. You're worshiping a tree. And so me, I had this idea about, oh, Christmas must be bad because people get this tree, put it in their house, and they sing to the tree, they worship to the tree. And so that's when we were talking about the story right now, because uh, I'd ask Justin, like, what do you guys, what do you guys do during Christmas? Do you guys, is it like the Grinch? You guys, you guys get around the circle and hold hands <laughs> around the tree and just start singing, or, or what, what, what is it? Like, I, I had no idea because this was implanted in me. You know? Yeah, what was that? Like two years ago? Two years ago. So like two years ago, I invited, <clears throat> I invited uh, Martin and, and Victor and, and anyone else from from the church if they didn't have anything going on at Christmas, they could join us and our family. And so we come and Victor is like, so what do you guys do? You guys sing, sing around the tree. And I started laughing because I thought, I, I, at first I thought he was just joking around, but he was actually being serious. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Like the Grinch? <laughs> like we just hold hands and sing, fuck. <laughs> That's the exact picture that I had in my head though. <laughs> you know, but th- that brings up a good point though. Um, sometimes I don't realize how much of, of that 
I still have to shake off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So much of, the, of that fundamentalist that my parents instilled in me as a child, still shaking off. You know, not not a whole lot, but you know, just holding on to the reformed faith and just becoming reforming more in my theology. Um, you realize the things that that you still have to shake off. You know what I mean? And I think that's a good thing, though, that, you know, always growing in the faith and always, you know, going um, deeper into the word of God, it, it exposes your heart and exposes some things that you thought or believed that aren't true. You know what I mean? I, and, think, I think there's yeah. also two sides to that as well, because, I mean, how, how you said you grew up uh, in a home where you didn't celebrate it. Well, I grew up in a home where, well, actually, on, on, on my mom's side of the family, they, they're very festive in the holidays and they went you know all out every year for christmas they go all out for every holiday but <clears throat> for christmas that, that was like the one holiday that they went everything out for uh, to the point where you know it's it's the family where the typical american family right where santa claus is real oh look he's here i remember growing yeah. up and and on christmas time a couple of times we spent the night at my grandparents house and then in the middle of the night, my grandpa would wake us and be like, look, look. And then he'll take us out. He'll be like, oh, he just went by. <laughs> and like, and like, and like he was just here. Yeah, play the part, you know, bring out like gifts. And look, uh -huh. Santa left these ones for you guys. To, to me and, and, and my sister. Well, it was just me and my sister for, for a while. To my other sisters came. But, um, but yeah, and, and, and so just growing up in that type of home, there are things shaking off too. But like. Because nobody tells you in, in in those families that, like, Santa's not real. Yeah. They go on to say, you know, Santa's real and, and things like that. And they want you to believe it. But then growing up, you're it, it's like the unspoken thing where it's like, now you have to figure it out on your own that he's not real. Yeah. And, and so growing up, you have to learn. Well, especially within uh, Christianity and, and, and the Reformed faith is that, yeah, it's okay to partake um, with this tradition, I guess you would say, American tradition of celebrating Christmas with the family, things like that, but also to staying true to the word of God. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we do is with Joseph is, yeah, you know, my, my family does this and all that and say, oh, you know, it's from Santa, but like <laughs> sometimes I get a little upset by the way he goes about saying it, but my, my son will just go, Santa's not real. But like, <laughs> but like a five-year-old saying that, four-year-old saying that to my grandparents, and like, what do you mean Santa's not real? <laughs> and so That's it just right. goes on. But 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 um, yeah, just just in grace and just sharing like, man, like Christmas isn't about this guy. It's about the Christ, the yeah. one who was born to die for our sins. And then just elaborating more in the scriptures on that. Mm -hmm. Wait, so I got a question for you then. Did, did that play any part in effect or, or made you question? Because you were you were taught Santa Claus is real, right? Uh-huh. So that did that play a part? Maybe, maybe make you think if Santa isn't real, that must mean God isn't real either. Mm, not really, because <clears throat> because growing up, so I, I grew up. I mean, I, I shared this already before, but I grew up in a house that was not Christian, not uh, Bible believing, just your average home, um, and so it didn't. If anything, it just made me just feel dumb in a way. When I found out the truth, because at school as a kid, like you want to tell your friends, oh, I heard Santa Claus over the weekend. <laughs> I like he gave me gifts and like other kids will share their stories about Santa Claus and things like that. And then there's always that one kid be like, 
man, Santa Claus isn't even real. <laughs> and they're like, no, yeah, he is. Oh, and so you start those arguments, and then yeah. like later down the line, you feel dumb because you find out he really isn't real. Yeah, man. But um, but yeah, so so it, it didn't play any part in that, as far as me. Cause I, I always had an idea that there was a creator, and and I and I say that because <clears throat> my grandparents believed in God um, for both sides of the family, and so growing up, I did go to church here and there. So um, I didn't really stay in church. It was until um, some of my family just left the church and stopped calling themselves Christian that I I stopped going as a kid. So I only went for like really like only like a year as like maybe when I was like six years old. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I had this idea of, of there being a God, um, but it wasn't until junior high, high school years when, when I was just like, really like, man, there can't be a God because of certain situations in my life that was happening. Yeah. yeah. And we were chopping it up earlier, Justin, and you brought up a good point, how uh, you said American Christianity kind of uh, pushes all the depression and the suicide around this time of year. Or something to that. No, 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 not American Christianity. No. I meant, I meant the American culture. Yeah, the the American, American culture. culture as far as how same everything, thing. same how thing everything is hyped up, <laughs> how everything is hyped up around Christmas. Yeah, uh, within America, um, and and I'm not saying it is the factor. I say I say that it can play a part to it because mm-hmm. I can see it from the outset. Um, as far as in on holidays, so an, an example I have is you know when in our family so in my family i'm i was the first grandson on my mom's side and i was the first son in general um but more than that from my family compared to my cousin's family i would say maybe we were uh we were a little bit better off financially and so i remember they would always come over on holidays and i would see their faces and i felt bad because i would get a lot of gifts from my mom's side of the family and they would barely get like one or two and i could see like them just like staring at me open my gifts and and you know that that feeling of just like man like why does he get all these presents oh i was that kid <laughs> and 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 so and so it, not not that alone but even just understanding and 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 even just over the years of being in ministry and seeing other children and and working with children's ministry for like five years and things like that that like really like how it, it is pushed so much into this this culture that we have to get gifts almost to the point where where you feel guilty not getting a gift for somebody even though you're not able to afford all these presents yeah like even this year i i was even telling my wife i was like man like we don't need to get gifts for everybody but she felt convicted to get gifts and i'm not and i'm not gonna you know steer away if that's her conviction but i was just like man like that's we have a lot of family and like to get everybody something like that's a lot of money and like yeah like where's this money coming from and 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 i know it's not just us and our family i know there are other families too that feel that way that like man like like we need to get gifts for for these people we need to get gifts for them and and it's almost like man we're we're spending all this money for things that maybe they're not going to even really use all the Mm -hmm. time because i i i could recall gifts that i got that i didn't end up playing with toys that i didn't play with clothes i didn't end up wearing it because i didn't like it and i was like man like like we're like the culture pushes uh just in general for every holiday consumerism yeah going out and buying gifts and so and so with that we see 
families that get all these gifts and then there are families that don't get so much so the families that push santa claus is real and that he gets gifts for good boys and girls well what do the children who don't get who are less fortunate whose parents aren't able to afford them gifts what do they think when they when they hear that santa's real and they and he gets gifts for good boys and girls and things like that and they barely get one gift while they see friends get like 10 gifts from from quote-unquote santa claus and things like that and and they're like man like well santa doesn't really care for me all that much or he doesn't think i was really that good and so you could see how it can play a part into depression and and those suicidal thoughts um during the winter time as winter time around the holidays is during the time where there's more rates of or higher rates of suicide in the country and so you can see how that can be a factor in that as far as within america within the context of america mm-hmm. no yeah and then you can see how there this it pushes kids to a standard that obviously they're never going to meet you have to be good in order to receive a gift hmm that sounds very familiar like every religion <laughs> in this world you know what I mean? Yeah. Reaching a standard that you're never going to reach and then to push that on children, of course it's going to get to them. And that's why it's so important to emphasize Christ during this time. Because yes, you are not good enough. But there was one who was, who stepped in and paid the price for you so now you can get good gifts. Now, we're not talking material things, obviously. We're talking about salvation. We're talking about the love of God. We're talking about eternal things. You know what I mean? And if we emphasize Christ more, then I think a lot of things would change because that's that's what was missing ultimately in our childhood and our, in our upbringing. Yeah, my dad, you know, he was a Christian. He taught us the, the word of God as, as, a, as a kid. But during this time was very tough because there was no answers. Mm-hmm. There, there, was, there was no Christ during this time. It was just a pagan holiday and we don't do that. And so as a child, you're left with a lot of questions. Why don't we do this? I need answers, you know? I maybe not thought about it that way when I was a kid, but, you know, growing up, you look back be like, well, why don't we do this, you know? And I'm over here, you know, getting older and older, and you don't think it was gonna, it's going to stick with you, but it does to the point when you have kids. Well, me, I'm going to say myself, speak for myself. Like, well, what am, what am I going to do with my children? Why do I even do this? Yeah, no, like, what am I going to do with my children? Yeah. You know, you're so used to this upbringing, and then you have kids, and then there's a struggle right there to shake off that that upbringing. Like, man, am I in sin if I celebrate Christmas? But not, but that's, that's, that's where Reformed Theology has really helped me out. The emphasis on Christ and every everything christ is so lifted up that even when it comes to our freedom like whether you're talking about even drinking alcohol smoking a cigar celebrating certain days it's all to the glory of god it is god glorifying it really is and so when you accept that freedom in christ and emphasize just christ uh sacrifice his propitiation his uh redemption his his righteousness you realize there really is no condemnation for those who are in christ now now i'm not saying oh, okay we're free to go about and do do the things that we want to do as being worldly no well, there's there is holiness there is sanctification that we have to um set ourselves apart from the world but when it comes to these to certain things 
this holiday can be redeemed for Christ. Yeah, just growing up, just just how you're saying, you don't think it's going to play a a, to- a a role in impacting your life. But I mean, speaking for myself too, uh, I got to take b- both good and bad f- from this. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I see my parents that their their conviction was this is a pagan holiday, this is idolatry, so I'm gonna teach my kids this. But then the bad way was like they didn't give us the full meaning, the full depth of why it's bad. Mm-hmm. Christ was not lifted up. And so you grow up with a lot of questions. Like even uh, just sorry, you were talking about earlier, Justin, with the depression. Like a couple of years back, I, I saw myself even, even even then just depression trying to creep up because especially on Instagram and Facebook, everybody's posting their gifts yeah, and oh I got yeah, this and now. I got that. And then you, and me, people like me, like you're just sitting at home like, cool. <laughs> must be must nice. be nice, you know what I mean. <laughs> and so, I, me personally, I had a struggle, struggle. There's some years where I had a struggle; others where you know go off, goes off and on. But um, I, I didn't really got introduced to the whole celebration of Christmas until I, I first started coming to church as a Christian, and and all the Christians around me were were celebrating Christmas, and then they would invite me to a Christmas party. I'm just like, okay, well, what do you do at a Christmas party? <laughs> How do you celebrate Christmas? And people were like, you don't celebrate Christmas? You know, you, you never been to, you know, you don't know about ugly sweater, sweaters and all that? I'm like, no, an ugly sweater to me is an ugly sweater. Like, why would I want to wear an ugly sweater? <laughs> but it, it was different. But even today, it plays a different impact because uh, even when people give me gifts around this time, I, I, I just don't know how to receive that. Or I don't, or I, I have questions like, am I supposed to be give, give a gift in return? Or, or what am I supposed to say or do? Like, even, even still today, like, when there's where there's a types of celebrations, I just don't know what to do or, or how to go about it. So I I, I, wrote, I wrote with it because I'm like, oh, it's, it's pretty fun actually. But uh, a thing that's not emphasized in regards to to the Christian world is Christ. So mm-hmm. here's here's something that I see around this time is Christians are not united around this time of year. You have those 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 Pentecostals or th- this side that says Christmas is bad, and if you're Christian, celebrate Christmas. You're idol you're idolatrous. You're you're evil, and you have this side that 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 celebrates Christmas, and 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 they're seeing Christ being lifted up. Christ is being preached, and then there's no unity. And then you have those those other like weird Christians that that, that even bring a cake for Jesus, sing Happy Birthday. I'm like, that's taking it too yeah, far right there. Yeah, but <laughs> that's the most awkwardest thing in the world. I, dude. I've been to one, too, and I'm just man. like, what the heck? And then <laughs> and then there's also the Christians that that um, celebrate Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah no. See, 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 see. Now, see, now, now we're getting it, getting into something good because. I mean, th- this time of year, it's fun. You know what I mean? It's exciting. Even as it a is. kid, I felt excited watching the Christmas specials on TV. And Home Alone. Like yeah, I was at Home, Home Alone. Alone. Yeah. Lost in New York. <laughs> watching the Grinch and the Charlie Brown specials as a kid. Yeah. And all this stuff was fun. It was cool. You, you just like this time of year because it's just a fun time of year. Now, when it comes to, you know, ugly Christmas sweaters, lights on, on on your house or just extra traditions that necessarily don't have nothing to do with Christ, it would be vain to do all these things and leave Christ out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it's it's fun. You know what I mean? It's fun to mm-hmm. put lights on your house and do these, you know, certain traditions or watch Christmas movies. All that stuff is cool. You know, I like it. I, get, I got excited this time of year, you know what I mean? Because... I don't know, just fun, you know what I mean? Um, 
but we got to be careful about the vanity of all of all of all of it too if we emphasize just the tradition or just the the tamales and the pozole you know as you're listening to this episode and you smell those tamalitos right there and you're eating some pozole or whatever it is you know if you're just excited just for that then it is in vain because what I'm more, mostly excited about besides the tamales and the bombosole that my wife is making con, you know, chicharrones y aguacates and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go on. <laughs> Homer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited to, to worship Christ with my, with my family, with my kids. You know what I mean? Um, it's special. It really is. Uh, to do family worship and to see your kids get excited for Jesus that's that's uh, something that does good to mm-hmm. to a Christian. You know what I mean? Just to see um, your family united in Christ. You know, without Christ, all this is vain. It really is. It's today's Christmas presents is tomorrow's trash. It really is. But the gift that keeps on giving for real is Jesus Christ and his salvation. So let's emphasize that this year. Let's teach our kids about Jesus. You know, kids are smart, dude. Kids, they'll, they'll hold on to things and they'll remember the things that, that we as parents, the things that we teach them. And so if we leave Christ out of this time, then then it's all in vain. It really is. Because this time of year is going to come. It comes every year. You know what I mean? So um, let's get into it. The, the reason why this episode is called Jesus, the birth of a savior. Lately, we've been chopping it up about Jesus Christ, the, his, his foretelling, his foreshadowing, um, the types and the shadows, of the, the prophecies that were spoken about him, that he fulfilled, proving that he is the Messiah, the Christ. Let's get into it right now about the birth of our Savior. Yeah. I, yeah. And this is where uh, where we get to the meat of this episode, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I mean we we know about Christ was born in the manger we know that he was born and the the wise men came but uh, how how many have actually read from the gospels in Luke about this time of year um with well <laughs> within the bible as far as the birth of of our savior right and you know there's truths some truths to the holiday as far as St. Nicholas was a real man who lived during the time of, I believe it was Augustine, St. Augustine. And, and he was one that actually was fighting for the deity of Christ during that time. And so St. Nicholas was a real man that lived, but he was not a, a jolly red man or a red suit wearing man or anything like that. There was truth. And, but the, the truth to that too is St. Nicholas worshiped the true and living God. Mm-hmm. And so... Today, we're not going to be talking about the history of, of Christmas and things like that. I mean, there are other brothers that do that on their podcast. Go ahead and check them out. I'll refer you to Christ is the Cure. They did a two-part episode all about the history of Christmas, when it first was celebrated, and all that fun stuff. But we're going to talk about today is the birth of the Savior. Amen. And so, if you have your Bibles in Luke chapter two so so if you recall our, our previous episodes we've been talking about the types and shadows right and then the one bef- and then the one just right before this one was 
of the prophecy, right? Of, of what was foretold about Christ and his life, what he would do. And then right before his birth, there was last little prophecies or last little foretellings of what was to come. So we know of um, John the Baptist, right? We heard about the forerunner that he was going to make um, the path straight for the Lord. And, and, and not only that, but he was also a cousin to Jesus. The angel came before um, John's parents told them about John and how he would be born and how he would lead the way um, for the Savior. And then the angel came to Mary as a young teenager and told her that, that um, she would be with child. And so... Uh, where, where do you guys want to start? Do you guys want to start from there, from Mary, or straight from two, uh, chapter 2, verse 1? I would just like to say that um, Mary did know. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, did you know? <laughs> yes, she did. That thought kept on coming to me the whole day. Like, Mary, did you know? Yeah, she did know. <laughs> so that, it's late to rest. Maybe, Mary maybe, didn't know. Maybe the song was rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> Um, chapter 2 Chapter 2 verse 1 Let's get it in In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus That all the world should be registered This was the first registration when That guy uh, Kirk, uh, I'm, Quirinius. Not gonna I'm not going to try Quirinius Was governor of Syria And all went to be registered Each to his own town And Joseph also went up from Galilee From the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over the flock by night and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the lamb of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And as it had been told to them, and at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. 
And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens a womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a life for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of uh, Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a a virgin. And then as a widow until she was 84, she did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So that's that's the story of the birth of our Savior. And I think what stands out in these times, how people um, that were aware of the birth of Christ were excited. They were praising God for the birth, as you know, says right here that he allowed his servant to see the, uh, the salvation of the Lord. And praise God that he has allowed us also to see a salvation and that we are benefits of beneficiaries of the preaching of the gospel. You know, one of one of uh, my, my most favorite scriptures is in Mark 1.1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, you see, um, throughout history, Christ being foreshadowed, proclaimed, prophesied, and then here it comes, all to the culmination the birth of the incarnation of the second person of the Trinity. God among us, God with us. You know, that's the beauty of the gospel that our creator, our Lord, stepped into his own creation to save a people for himself. And not only just appear just suddenly as a grown man and saying, I am God, worship me. He humbled himself and came as a child born into this world, just like how we were born growing up, how we had to grow up. He had Jesus as a child had to learn how to walk. You know, forgive me for saying this, but Jesus as a child even wet his pants. You know what I mean? He grew up as a child. I say that just so that we can relate to to his humanity as well. Like that's the awesomeness of God's redemptive plan, that he would actually relate to us as human beings. 
going through the things that we go through you know he had to grow up as a teenager he had to learn how to be submissive to his parents all for the purpose of fulfilling God's perfect command his perfect law his his perfect justice and then to be grow to growing up to step in at the age of 30 into ministry and to start proclaiming the gospel and then going through all the hatred and anger and, and the betrayal of people and to be put on the cross to pay for the sins of people who rejected him in the first place and then to die a gruesome death and to resurrect three days later that those who believe in his name should have eternal life that should they, they should have a, a, a brand new life even on this earth when, when we are born again our sins are washed away we have a new slate our hearts are transformed the sins that we committed are no longer held against us I mean think about that you know what I mean when we think, when we really think about the gospel and, and the implications of the gospel, why would we trip on, you know, oh, we're doing a worldly tradition? You know what I mean? Christ is so much bigger than all this. Christ is so much bigger than, than, than trees or lights or, you know, Christmas specials on TV. All that stuff is fun and well. But what should really get and tug at our heart is really the implications of the gospel. Because we see um, we are beneficiaries of, of it. And why wouldn't we pass this on to our kids? Why wouldn't we share this with our neighbors or, or anybody else? Unto us this day, Savior, this child is born. And I think also too, um, from Luke 2, in Matthew 2, we go on to hear or we read about the account of the wise men and how they came to King Herod of because um, they saw that there was a star shining and that the Savior was going to be born, the king. And so they're telling the king that there's a king that, that is to be born. And, and, and so when, then we read about that story of how the wise men go and they present gifts to um, to the to the savior that was wrapped in uh, cloth and in the manger as well. But I, I think it's it's awesome to to hear that part, even though it's 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 a cute song, you know, about the wise men and 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 it's cool when when we see people in nativity scenes. But man, it, it just goes on to show the faithfulness of of of, of God's people. These wise men were, were magi. These men have been waiting for centuries and studying the stars and waiting for that time. And how they kept on passing that prophecy down, down until the day of uh, Christ being born and they were ready to go. And they were watchful during that time. And so one of the things that I was convicted, even just reading this, is just, man, how, how am, am I being watchful for the things of God? But more than that, am I helping my children in this as well? During this time of the holiday, man, it's awesome to continue to gather as family. We we uh, play video games. <laughs> we eat a lot of yeah. food. 
but man, I want to continue to pass that tradition of Christ um, and his birth down to my son and any future children that may come, <laughs> Lord willing, <laughs> so that this can, so that it won't be the book of Judges in my family where, you know, I'm raised up in the things of Christ and I'm not passing this, this wisdom down to my children, to the next generation. So that when the next generation grows up, they don't know anything about it or they'll or they'll depart from his ways. I don't want that to happen. But so so today, let us pronounce about Christ that is pronounced by his birth and that he was born with a purpose. He wasn't born just because he was born to die. He came with a mission and a goal to fulfill the father's will, which was to live a life in full obedience to the Father to fulfill all of the law that he may die for our sins, that his life would be accounted to us. Man, Christmas is a day when uh, people say of how Santa Claus bears gifts for good children and good um, boys and girls. But man, this is the day where we recognize that our Lord and Savior, our Creator, bore the greatest gift to the most wretched sinners there was. Mm -hmm. Christ must be emphasized during these times. Christ must be emphasized in every in every area. Because, I mean, check this out, what's going on right here. Luke, Luke chapter 2, Ma Matthew chapter 2, both different accounts. Matthew, you, you can see that. The account is more focused on Joseph and how he did it. He wanted to, to leave Mary because of this virgin birth. Luke... As Martin said in the last episode, that Luke was that, that investigator trying to see exactly what's going on. So it is said that Luke actually got everything from here from Mary herself. Dang. This is Mary. He got this whole thing from Mary. But I mean, this is the reason why Christ must be emphasized because I mean, take a look. Through, we've been talking about this, the shadows and, and and the types and the prophecies. Everything is leading up to this moment right here that we just read. That there's coming that great prophet, that great king, the, the sacrifice, everything is leading up to this final moment. And when you read the scripture, it kind of just just goes by right away. But, but I mean, meditate on this, on the emphasis of Christ, that Christ was born from a virgin. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. This is just echoing Genesis chapter one, where the Holy Spirit was hovering and creation, creation, uh, creation was was there. This is this is this is in a way like if, if you don't believe that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, if you don't believe that in Jesus, uh, when He was born out of a virgin, because that's impossible. But the Word of God says nothing is impossible with God. But if you don't believe in the virgin birth, you're not gonna believe. The life of Christ, you're not going to believe the resurrection and you're not going to believe in the atonement. And so that's why it's important to, to believe in the birth of Christ out of a virgin. Because here's the thing. Jesus was born in his humanity. Yes, that's his nature. But he wasn't born like me or you. He wasn't born with original sin. He was pure. He, he he, he had this humanity, but you also must not point out the fact that he is deity. He's a de Christ is deity. He's God in the flesh. 
That's why it was spoken of him through the prophecies, Emmanuel, God with us, Yahweh, Jesus. Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. And so this is just crazy right here. Everything's leading up to this, to this, po- to this moment where even when, when they're carrying Jesus said, this is salvation right here. And why do, does the world rejoice? Because, I mean, the, 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 the Jews, they saw, they saw it wrong. They, they saw that it was, it was just that God, God was coming for them. But even there, it says a light of revelation with, to the Gentiles. Mm-mm-mm. So this is, this is why they sing that song, Joy to the World. Because a savior is born, a savior of all men to those who believe. Jesus came. I mean, I mean, just think about that. Even John explains it that he came to his own, and yet the, his own did not receive him. Even knowing that, he came to to he came. He was born to save his people from their sins, and we rejoice at the fact that a savior is born. We rejoice in the life of Christ. We rejoice in his death, in his resurrection, because now our sins are atoned for. But this is the moment right here. This is the moment. It's cool because the other day on Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, I shared a a picture on my story. It was a dope image. I've never seen it, but it's basically, it's like a silhouette and it's of Eve in the garden. And you could tell it's Eve because she had like the plant covering her and all that. Hmm. But it, it, it was Eve and she had her hand over um, Mary, her, her pregnant, her, her, her pregnant stomach. But I thought it was pretty cool because this was this this was basically the culmination of that. From Eve, it was promised about the seed that will come. And in the image, it just it just showed Eve with her hand over Mary's stomach, which was the, the promised seed, the offspring that was to be born. But uh, man, just just as Victor was even talking about, I, I remember I would get confused too about the virgin birth. It's like, how do you explain that in, in a way that makes sense? Um, but, but I mean, as we see in the scripture, it's not the Holy Spirit um, <laughs> made Mary pregnant or, or in a way like had be, sex can't, with can't Mary. Be careful with that one. Yeah, right get thing. careful. Because then <laughs> that, that, that sounds a, a lot familiar if you know Greek mythology to Zeus and how he had sex with a woman. And of course, then we get this Disney movie, Hercules, right? You can go down a whole nother way with that one right there. Yeah. But, but yeah. so he, he, he was, um, the Holy Spirit didn't do that with Mary, but instead it said that Holy Spirit um, overshadowed Mary and then Mary was with the child. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Gotta emphasize the the, cause then, that's crazy charismatics. Holy Spirit spoke to me, but whatever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so, but with that, I mean, in, in the previous episode, we talked about how um, it was already foretold of the virgin birth. But like here, we're, we're able to see that God made that happen. Right. And, 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 and at first you don't understand how that could happen. But yet we're, we're able to read it now in New Testament because now we're 2000 years later. But even then, can I mean, placing yourself in the shoes of, of those in, in their context during that time, um, they didn't even believe that as well. They had the, the prophecy before them, but yet they, they didn't believe that he was born of a virgin. But yet he was. And, and that's something that we also celebrate because God 
every every dot every diddle every letter fulfilled it all everything that was written about it even to the virgin birth something that caught everyone by surprise during that time but it's just awesome to to hear and read that our savior was born that he would even just take on flesh in the likeness of man right so that he could do these things for us how deep and how unfathomable fathomable fathomable <laughs> fathomable <laughs> unfathomable is the mind of God that he would so choose to glorify himself in this way so as you know today you continue with uh, your family time don't forget to do family worship don't forget to actually emphasize Christ during this time whatever you do have fun with your family you know have a good time uh, don't leave Christ out though. You know, worship Him, glorify Him, talk about Him, teach Him to your children, um, lest we take this day in vain. You know what I mean? For us Latinos, it's Christmas Eve. You know what I mean? Today everyone's just chilling. You know what I mean? Eating the leftovers from last night. The real party was last night, man. Yeah, it was Christmas <laughs> Eve. That uh, Christmas Eve party. Yeah, I opened up the gifts at midnight. Heck yeah, dude. But uh, don't forget, for us Latinos, see, we get it twice. We can do it twice. We worship Christ Christmas Eve and on Christmas. And that's what my family, that's what we'd be doing. Uh, we're going to emphasize Christ two days back to back. Like, really just do family worship like like, like another, you know? So, don't forget that. Don't forget to save me some tamales. Send me some tamales at reformbrasa at gmail.com. Just kidding. <laughs> Send me some tamales through an email. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'll, I'll say a little disclaimer for, for those of you who, who are really uh, hard on correcting people. Uh, be a little gracious yeah. <laughs> during, during this time of holiday. And I, I know it, uh, cage stagers, uh, we may want to uh, correct everybody about certain things about the holiday. But uh, be a little gracious. Speak the truth about Christ. Uh, but more than that, I mean, let us also just, man, let it, let us just take joy that, that this time of year, everyone recognizes about Christ. Just as Paul encourages that even when people um, talk wrongly about Christ or the gospel, nonetheless, he is joyed because the, the word of God is being preached. Amen. And so even in this holiday, as people are talking about Christ and how he was born, Man, that that that's that's enough to to give us Christians and those of us who believe on Christ as our Savior a foot in the door to hold up. Let me let me tell you more about Christ. Mm-hmm. There's more to the story than him just being born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to add to that. You know, this is a call for the church to let, let there be more unity. If you don't if you don't celebrate Christmas or you don't want to, you know. You think it's a pagan? Don't blast it on Facebook and start an argument over Facebook or anything like that. Uh, keep that, keep, keep that to yourself, and and just like Justin said, just rejoice at the fact that Christ is being preached. Just let there be unity in the church. Is all I'm saying. Amen. Um, don't forget to hit up redeemprojectradio.com, 24/7 online radio station. Um, hit us up, reformraza.com. Send us an email. 
if um if you relate to what we spoke about today you know send us send us an email send us a dm on instagram or on facebook um go ahead and get your merch roofonplaza.com brought to you by wrath and grace and you know don't forget we're going live this monday this monday 7 p.m west coast time um i think it's called pacific time but okay i like to say west coast time just because i say west you i like to say specific <laughs> specific time specific time. <laughs> next to the pacific to be specific uh yeah all right little rob <laughs> <laughs> We're going live, bro. So go ahead and be ready for that. Monday, 7 p.m. West Coast time. Yes, it is. Um, and don't forget to hit up uh, to, to uh, shoot us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Anchor. We're on ever, ever, every major podcast streaming platform. And, um, yeah, we do this to glorify God through the edification of the saints. Ho ho ho! Later, <laughs> <laughs> you guys just let me silent. With you people, <laughs> and we are out of here. Later. <laughs>
supposed to know if you naughty or nice and stole the attribute from the Lord Jesus Christ? No, but the dude who existed before and illustrated giving like the Father sending the Lord. Yeah. We celebrate Christmas as a pagan day. We celebrate Christmas.